This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. Dungeon Crawlers. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio where we have Wizards of the Coast, main important person of the day, which is Drew Nolasco, talking about the next wave of the Transformer trading card game, uh, which I'm super excited about because the combiners are coming. (laughs) That means Devastator, Bruticus, Computron, and the Dinobots finally can combine now to Volcanicus, which is just amazing. Just give me Devastator and I'm happy. It, yeah, yeah. Devastator is awesome. Uh, hey, it is uh, it is awesome to be on the show again. I, I enjoy crawling through dungeons with you. Yes, it was awesome having you back on. We're glad to have you back because uh, this game is just fantastic. It's hit my childhood funny button. Uh, so has the uh, Hasbro re-release of the Gen 1 figures at Walmart. I will admit I've been snagging those left and right. Drew, you should know, Dan looks forward to this call with you, and at the beginning of the month, every month, he's just like, oh, it's coming closer, it's coming, he, it's, it's like he needs his fix. I totally get it, and I am happy, to, I, I, I really enjoy talking with you again. Well, Back no. for you. So, um, Dungeon Crawler Radio, wonderful name, uh, I have done some dungeon crawling myself, but the, some of the members of the D&D team who do some, some sort of the fundamental work and design work have, um have these awesome jackets that are dungeon maintenance crew jackets. <gasps> Ooh. And they have this big icon of some burly warrior where instead of a sword and shield, he's got a mop and a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's kind of cool. Um, it's awesome. I, I, we need jackets now. We do. We, we need, need jackets. That's all there is to that, it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, the best. It's just as simple as that. We need jackets. We'll so, get them. Yeah. We'll get them. I, I, th- I think our logo's cool enough that we could have that on the back of the jacket. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's got to beat a burly guy with a mop and a bucket. <laughs> but that is cool. Dungeon maintenance. Jackets and sweatshirts. Need sweatshirts, too. Yes. So, we've had the initial release, Wave 1. We had the Metroplex set come out. Now you have the combiners. I really have to ask, how does this work? Because point value-wise, I know there's no way I'm getting every Dinobot out on the field. So how in the world do I get enough out to create Volcanicus? That was, you know, I I will give you the answer, the real and true answer. But before I get to that answer, I got to say, that was a real challenge from a design point of view. Because, you know, going to the Dinobots, perfect example for me, like, the Dinobots, they can't be five five-star characters. No Dinobot is a five-star character, right? No. Uh, so uh, the answer is that we arrived at is it's different for different combiner teams. Okay. So some combiner teams, like the Aerial Bots, which we just uh, announced today, the Aerial Bots, uh, the, they are each five-point characters. Ooh, wow. So... Right, they're they're small, they're swift. It's great. The Dinobots are different. So the Dinobots 
you pick Grimlock, and uh, Grimlock says he has this really, really cool ability where he says um, in his bot mode, when he attacks, choose a Dinobot you own from outside the game and put it into your KO area in all modes. And so what he does is you play him and you play two of the other new Dinobots who form Volcanicus, and then Grimlock, who costs, just as an example, he is a uh, nine-star character. Um, nine-star character is pretty beefy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can go fetch other Dinobots so you can get two more into your KO area. And then when you're combining, as long as all of your characters are in bot mode, including the ones in your KO area, and you play the Enigma card for that team, they can combine. So the, the Dinobots that form Volcanicus have a unique way of, of, of getting all their characters into play and combining. And in a very similar vein, for Optimus Maximus, we, um, we took a similar tactic when creating Optimus Maximus, but uh, that you choose Optimus Prime Gleaming Commander, who's the, the white paint Optimus who yeah. formed the sort of chest and, tor- and and head. And he allows you to play around with which characters start and play and which characters from the Sentinels, which is the actual official name for the the characters who form Optimus Maximus. And some of them start in your KO area. And then this flexibility in our approach to how we design combiners really let us individualize the teams. So not only, even though they have a sort of core combining mechanic. Everybody has to be in bot mode, doesn't matter where they are, KO, in play, play the Enigma card for that team, combine. Um, we were we, we were able to make the teams feel and play different and have different emphases, emphasis on different aspects of gameplay. Nice. Now, is there a separate card for when it's, you know, like, we'll say, Devastator or Volcanicus, when they're actually then become the combiner that goes out and play, or do we just assume that they're that character? Nope. So, uh, I think what you're referring to are the enigmas of combination, and each team of combiners, with one exception that we haven't revealed yet, so I'm not going to say who it is, but one team, five of the six teams require an Enigma of Combination card specific to that team. So there's Predacon Enigma, there's Sentinel Enigma, and so on. And that card uh, says, check and see if your, bot, if, your, if your characters are all in bot mode who make, let's say, Predaking. Mm-hmm. If they are, make Predaking, and then you can combine. Nice. I, I like the fact Predaking's in there, even though he's not super smart. Uh, still one of my favorite, uh, combiners. Just really cool having the eagle wings and the lion chest. Uh, yeah, just really cool. That Titan-sized toy from last year was fantastic. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, now, why did you guys decide to go the combiners? Was it because they were recently shown in the, the, the recent, uh, Go90 cartoon series with, um... You know, Rise of or oh, I can't even remember the series title now. But uh, the, it, well, the toy line was Combiner Wars. Yeah, Combiner Wars. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yes to that question. Okay. Uh, that was part of the reason, but there were several others. So the first set of any trading card game uh, has to sort of establish what the the core rules are and what the core mechanics are, and it kind of has to give a sense of 
the relative value of power level of cards. Like, okay, I have a nine-star character. What does that mean? Oh, I look at this nine-star character and that nine-star character, and I get a sense of what that means, right? It establishes the lay of the land. Yeah. And in set one, we did a couple of cards that sort of poked at the corners of what that meant. Like, Nemesis Prime is has a, a pretty weird game mechanic, putting cards underneath him. Uh, uh, Cosmos is another example. His ability to KO a character of certain star value or less when you reshuffle your deck during combat, that's weird. <laughs> and we did those intentionally to show that we were going to push out in weird directions. Yeah. And we get to set two. And our aim here was to show, rather than what the core is, to show what the the wide... The wide, take a wide look at what the game design space inside the Transformers trading card game is. And you see some of that in the combiner's mechanic themselves. Okay. Now... And you see... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to let you continue. Oh, and you see some of that in some of the other game mechanics, like battle cards that cost you stars because they're so powerful. Yeah. New words, new, new, new uh, a green icon that does cool things when you flip it when you're when you're attacking or defending. And we we stuffed a lot of content into Rise of the Combiners from a game design point of view to basically be a comparison to the sort of uh, more streamlined establishing shot that we made with Wei Wang. This says, here's the wide aspect ratio look at game design for the the this trading card game. Nice. So Besides getting the combiners, I'm assuming we're also going to get a few other new transformers that are going to be thrown out there that aren't combiners, or am I wrong? That's, that's absolutely correct. So there's 46 new characters in the set, and about half of them are part are a member of a combiner team, okay. and the other half are um, regular transformers characters. So you know, big character cards, uh, King Starscream. Or, or let me be that precise. Starscream, Decepticon King, uh, as an example, he's one of the super rares in the set um, from that very specific moment in time where he put the crown on and ever so briefly was the glorious king of the Decepticons. Didn't last long, but no. we captured that moment. Um, so there's plenty of, of content for folks who aren't super jazzed by combiners, and then I, I do want to point out that we did a very conscious design thing. Each of the combiner team members can be played independent of its part of a combiner teamness. Okay. You can just take Torox from the the Predacons and and just play him by himself without having him be in a uh, a, a combiner team deck that's you know the full Predacons. Mm-hmm. He has an ability that says enemy characters can't be repaired, and maybe that's really important to you, just independent of of him being a Predacon. So we designed a lot of that layering in. So yeah, Predacons are cool, but you might want individual characters for their their, their own abilities. No, I, I like that because you know if you're a fan of uh, the Constructicons and you like Long Haul or uh, one of the other ones and they have some really cool abilities, you can play them without having the rest of the team. You can just, you know, making your enemies not be able to heal, uh, that's big because, you know, there are those cards that can heal them and remove those uh, counter damage counters on them, and 
if that's not possible, that really affects how your the person on the other side of the table is going to play. Right, and that was that was super intentional for us. I, I gotta say one one just one bit. Um, we have not mentioned anything about the Constructicons. Oh, darn it! Really? I hope they're in there. But you have to wait, you have to wait and see. I will say, man, the Constructicons certainly were the first combiner team ever made. They were. Toy line. <laughs> it would be a shame if you didn't put them in there. But uh, but we haven't said anything about them yet. So. For our listeners, stay tuned because there may be something that jumps out about the Constructicons, which would be awesome. Um, now, you were mentioning King, King Starscream, and I really hope if you ever put out a Galvatron card, there is a special ability that it is an insta-kill against King Starscream because that would just be awesome. That would be super fun. Um, but would that be OP? That's, but that's part of the, you know, in, in the movie, you see that. He just shows up and then one blast and he's like, dust so that so, would be a cool move i mean it would have to be both of them out at the same time i'm just gonna spitball here you know you know how we would more likely we would we would likely you're, you're absolutely right we would want something like that represented in at least one version of galvatron yeah right like galvatron's big enough that it's possible we do more than one galvatron over time but i could see a version of galvatron who had something like hey do something accomplish something, you know, like flip a certain number of, of, of pips or correct combination uh, and uh, KO a Decepticon leader. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, the, that's the way we would probably implement that. See, and I could see that working without being too overpowered. And, and it would have to be like the Galvatron from the movie, because it seems like after the movie he just went insane and didn't really accomplish a lot, at least in the TV series. I mean, in the Marvel comic book series, he did a lot of crazy things. It was a little bit more competent, but yeah. Are, are you proposing that they implement some kind of like rolling the dice to see who you actually attack, even if it's someone on your own team? Is that that would be there? cool. Crazy Galvatron that just... Because, <laughs> no, I mean, in the cartoon series, there's several times he just off his own guys. You know, competency when it comes to Decepticon leaders is a really, really relative term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who do you think actually, actually, in all of Transformers, uh, let's keep it to Gen 1 and Generations, um, in all of Transformers, who, who do you actually think is the most competent of, of the Decepticons who could be called a leader? Uh, I, I mean, I, I want to say Megatron. I mean, Megatron held it the longest that I know of, and he, he was somewhat competent. I mean, if you look at the cartoon, he ran away a lot, but... That was only the cartoon because they had to make it look that way. But um, I mean, Shockwave's a pretty com uh, competent leader, but he's got his own hidden agendas. Um, so I'd, I'd have to go Megatron. See, I, okay. just, I have to say Starscream just because he's my favorite villain. <laughs> like he is, he's always yeah, exactly weaving behind the scenes. Yeah, he's just he's the most insane, and that that to me, yeah, I don't know. If, I, I guess he's not really that competent of a leader. I mean, he but, is a scientist. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, that's that's a tough one though. I maybe Sadwick. I, I who would you say? I, it's weird because I, I I also tend to to Shockwave comes to top of mind. Yeah, I mean Shockwave, uh, he's he's definitely ruthless. Um, he definitely has that level of competency. But you're right, he definitely does secret agenda type things, and you're never quite sure like. 
is he just going to off Megatron as soon as he gets a chance? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always, I, I would go with Shockwave. Yeah, I, well, I mean, if we look at it overall, he held Cybertron for millions of years. Right? Uh, oh, that's You true. know why the, uh, the Autobots and the Decepticons were unconscious. Um, yeah. I, I, and Shockwave is a really cool character. Um, I've always enjoyed him, and I loved seeing him in the new Bumblebee movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That, 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 his presence was one of my favorite parts of... Um, of that movie, uh, those those Cybertronian battle scenes were fantastic. Oh my gosh! Just seeing the jets in the the triangular form mm-hmm. shape like they were in the cartoon, seeing everyone in there as close to Gen One appearance as they could be. Oh my gosh! I but, yeah. But the reason that it was our favorite part of that movie is that because it was just so like it was like the sparse. cartoons. Yeah. It was just so sparse though. It was just this little tiny like hint. Uh-huh. At it, like if you did an entire movie just focused around that, do you think that it would still do as well? For me, yeah. Uh, for me, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I would like to see it, but then yeah, no, I, I would have loved it, uh, and I love the fact that we saw the squared red cabbed Optimus at the end, with the silver trailer. Oh, yeah. I hope all the rumors that they're making a Bumblebee sequel, actually taking into the Gen One, taking Gen One into account. I hope that all those rumors are true. I really want to see more of that kind of reality you know that that would be lovely i i gotta say just full disclosure i have nothing to do with that <laughs> yes i know i know but, um, speaking of shockwave though i love the leader class shockwave from siege i really like that he, that his alt mode is a spaceship that that sort of uh cruiser battle cruiser mm-hmm. mode just tickles me yeah I, I saw that it was uh definitely interesting because almost every iteration we've seen he's been uh a gun uh i know there is one where he was kind of a gun crab placement walker type thing which was weird but kind of seeing him as a ship with that big laser cannon was pretty cool i will admit that yeah. anyway so um so with are any of the you know versions of the the transformers or the decepticons uh the autobots or decepticons from siege going to kind of make an appearance cuz i know we're focusing on generations but are we going to see their alt modes or anything like that so um not rise of the combiners is really focused on on combiners and characters from from that era of generation okay. okay siege i know siege is out now and that is the current toy line. Um, I'd love to do some Siege stuff, uh, but that feels like a, a future thing. No, no, no problem. Uh, Generations, there's still so much more you can do, though, uh, with Generations, uh, just because of all the great figures that are out there. Oh, I mean, there's got to be hundreds upon hundreds of uh, Transformers that you have not even done or covered yet. It is. It, it, they're, they're, and that's why we chose Generations, is because of that breadth of character selection. And Hasbro has been, I mean, fantastic partners on the creative there, because um, there are some cases where we, we talk to them about, you know, the inc- bringing characters into Generations. Um, uh, and that, that has been, um, or updating them, and that has been, been lovely. Nice. Nice. So... Are there any special abilities or add-on abilities that the combiners get? 
or is it just going to be exactly how it's listed out on the Enigma? No. So um, each of the combiner, each of the combiner teams in their combined form does something pretty unique and awesome. Okay. Uh, I will pull up all of them. I have all the combined combiners right here. Um, I am looking at the combined combiners. So like Predacon, for example, uh, his uniqueness is that he has five weapon slots. So when you combine, normally, basic rules, a character has one weapon slot, one armor slot, one utility slot. Predaking lets you keep five weapons. Wow. Binds one from each of the, the Predacon characters who would like to form him. Uh, and that, that makes him, you know, he has seven attack naturally, but he can have five weapons on him, which means his attack can get really big, or he can do things like, you know, you stack huge amounts of bold to flip tons of cards. So that, that's, that's one example. Um, uh, Volcanicus, when the Dinobots combine, uh, he has a special thing. He's very, very um, offense-focused. Yeah. So, uh, when you combine him, on that turn, every orange pit that you flip, you get to do uh, pointed damage to, in addition to what's adding to your attack, to whichever character you're attacking. So he, he combines and then does this one all-in massive attack and just KOs, likely KOs in any character he chooses to. So they each have their own flavor and feel, and we built that in intentionally. Um, so yeah, every, every, each of the combiner teams does have a different a different special thing. Nice. I like that. That way they have their own uniqueness and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, wow. Man. When does this come out again? Because I really need this. <laughs> so this comes out on March 1st in the United States and most of the territories where we're selling uh, the Transformers trading card game. Nice. So everyone that's already playing the game get excited because March is not that far away. Just run the nope. corner. Um, and those that have not played it because maybe they're hesitant and well, there's another wave out so it definitely is showing that this card game is going to be around for a while. Well that's the next question. If you do have, if we do have beginners listening right now, what's the best wave for them to start on? Is it the first wave or is it more fun to jump in right now? So I would say if a, the per so let's say we're talking to a hardcore Transformers fan who doesn't have a lot of tabletop game experience, I would start with the starter set. The Autobot starter set is a great place if this is your first trading card game. Okay. Uh, if you have a bunch of TCG experience and you're looking to get into the, the um, Transformers TCG, the Metroplex deck is a pretty interesting place to start. Mm -hmm. Metroplex is pretty different from a lot of the other um, uh, teams that you would make, so he's kind of unique and fun that way. Um, so yeah, I would really, I would really, if you're advising someone who's getting in, I would say what's their level of, um, familiarity with trading card games and start them with one of those two. Yeah. I mean, I played trading card games for, for years and to jump into the, the starter set, really easy rules. You can pick mm -hmm. up on it really quickly and then you can go from there. Yeah. Um, you guys did a great job in even making super simple rules to start out with just to kind of get used to it, and then go to a more advanced set, rule set. I, I appreciate that compliment. Thank you. I will pass that along to the designer who uh, was, uh, that was uh, Matt Tabak, who was our rules manager. Nice. Um, 
and Matt is fantastic and helps sussing out what the the progression of learning is. Mm-hmm. Player, and so I will pass that compliment along to him. Uh, no, please do, because I mean, there's a lot of trading card games I've gone out there that's like it's taken me a week or two, and I've had to watch some videos before I finally say, okay, I think I can play this now. Um, but this, as soon as I opened it up with those those easy uh, in- rules set, I could I could play right then and there. And then I'm like, okay, this is I know how this works now. What are the advanced rules? And it was just adding on top of that, and it wasn't even hard to add those on. So. That's what made it easy. I mean, literally, open the box, played right then and there. I'm still a fan of the easy rules. <laughs> Even though I've played my fair share of uh, trading card games, there's something about the simpleness that's just, I kind of like. Yeah. You know, that was a very, very conscious design choice. We had, much, when, when we were in the early ideation phase, when, before we had settled upon any one game system for the, the core rules, uh, we had systems that were vastly more complex, and we had systems that were very, very different looking. Um, and one of the things that we, we narrow, when we were narrowing down our goals um, for what the rule system needed to accomplish, one of the things we realized is Transformers is such a big brand that, of course, there are going to be fans and people who collect Transformers products who may not have had TCG experience. And there may be adult fans of Transformers who want to bring their youngsters into the, the world of Transformers gaming. So we when we looked at where we put complexity into the game overall, we said, made a conscious choice, let's pull some of that complexity out of the core game rules. And particularly in the turn structure, we pulled a lot of complexity out of there. And then we put shifted that complexity over to the card interactions. So we have this sort of core rule system that you're talking about that's really espoused uh, in, the, in the Autobot starter set that is super, super grokkable. And then a player of you know, any given comfort level of comfortability with tabletop gaming can sort of layer in complex cards as until they get to the point where they're happy. Yeah. And you guys hit that on the nail, definitely. Oh man, I just <laughs> I've already spent so much money on this game. And now I gotta spend so much more. Well, hold on. You've got to. You make it sound like you're sad that they're releasing another one. When the truth is, you're excited. Oh no! I, I okay. like. Let me. Re- yes, I am super excited. But what I'm sad about is, I'm gonna go hunting for like one particular type of combiner, See, and it's going to elude me. Just like there's a couple of cards from the first set that have eluded me. See, and I don't mind it when you do that because then you get this massive extra set, and then I have an amazing set to play with too. A symbiotic relationship. You want all exactly. my extras because I have quite a few. <laughs> exactly. See? See? I, what is that called? A leech? Is that a, a parasite? Sure. I'll yeah. give you all okay. ten of my extra Insecticons. <laughs> They're yours. Uh, I think we know which one of you is the Autobot and which is the Decepticon. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, no, hey, which I, finer was the one that you were most excited in, in, in finding? Uh, Volcanicus and Bruticus and Devastator are like the three that I want to get. Um oh. Which I know is kind of weird because there's no auto. Well, I guess Volcanicus is still an Autobot. Um, but I'm he- with as far as combiners. What is this disparaging comment about the Dinobots? I hear this often. Dinobots aren't really uh, Autobots. They're absolutely. I I no. I I love the Dinobots, but I just as long as you don't look at them in the movies, it's they're great. No, I or in the the season three or four uh, where Grimlock becomes comedy. Uh, no, the thing. I just feel like the Dinobots 
yes, they're Autobots, but they're, you know, they're up for themselves. You know, they, you know, Grimlock wants to be king no matter what, and I know that's not how it is, but that's just kind of the feeling I've always gotten from the comic books and the cartoon. It's just like, he, he, he's the top dog, and he listens to Optimus Prime when it suits him. Would, would you want to see a, not, not as part of Rise of the Combiners, but would you want to see in the future a uh, Grimlock Dinobot King card? Oh, yes, totally. I would totally love uh, King uh, Grimlock. Uh, okay. I've seen some artwork where he's got the crown and everything and the sword. <coughs> oh, man, amazing. I know that artwork you're talking about, and it is a beautiful, beautiful piece. Yeah. So to see that, that would be fantastic as well. Um, yeah, I have some bad news for you. Bruticus is definitively not in Wave 2. <sighs> All right. <laughs> well, at least I know this now, and I'm not going to like spend money trying to find him. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay. Same. That saves this, some pressure. So we, we had to save... Somebody had to go into the, into the, the bunker, right? To, yeah. To be yeah. saved for the, the next time we do combiners. Um, and uh, Bruticus is the... Is, who we chose from the early releases of Combiners, like way back in Gen 1, okay. to, to be that. So the Combaticons, they would show up in the future sometime. All right. I, I, I can deal with that. Um, now i got to find another one. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, that's okay. At least I know now, so I'm not going to be like hunting and being disappointed because I'm not finding Bruticus. Um, but with my luck, I'll just end up with like four Computrons. So that's okay. I'm not complaining about it. That's yeah. Because if you end up with four, I mean, you're gonna end up with one of them can just disappear. And, to you, yeah, you know, yeah. So we we know what's, where Scott's leaning. All of my extra cards are going to him. Okay, Scott. Sounds like you've got the good end of this deal. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm still gonna get a decent deck because he needs those those one or two last few cards. Like yes, this. yes. Uh, I I know what I'm doing when I'm not um, when I'm not playing combiners. Um, uh, I like I like tanks a lot, but I, I also have been enjoying playing um, Insecticons. You know, and, uh, yes, I like Insecticons. It's true. That's okay. Uh, uh, Insecticons are their own flavor. They, they are. They are. Um, and I re there's, a, there's a new bombshell in, uh, in this set. Um, and bombshell has this Super, super weird and ability that I have I've absolutely fallen in love with, uh, which is when he attacks, you can scrap cards in your hand equal to the number of stars on the defending character, and if you do, you just KO the defender. Uh, whoa. So, um, I, I really, really love this ability, and Ooh. I have been um, trying to figure out how to pair him with Sunstorm from the first set, who cares a lot about the number of cards in your hand. So Sunstorm goes, and as you build up cards in your hand, he gets stronger and stronger, and you go and wreck things. And then when you have enough cards and you need Bombshell to just KO somebody right right now, you just uh, you use them on his ability. Well, that, that's what I'm well, I don't like this idea at all, because Daniel's getting hungry eyes right now, and I know that'll just... Bombshell's like the only Insecticon I actually like. <laughs> because, you know, he could, could control other... Uh, Transformers, and if you have an ability where you can KO based on the number of cards, oh my gosh, that yeah, would really, be amazing. Really is at, at, at his psychological ops here, and 
I mean, KO typically means, I mean, it means you're, you're out of the fight, right? Yeah. And kind of interpreted it in here as um, we didn't want him to physically take control of another character. Okay. Um, we didn't want to change the, the ownership inside the, a game. So we're looking at, we looked at this as, yep, he, he does his mind wrecking on you and you're out, you're down for the count for this, this fight. Okay. No, I like that. That actually makes sense. Um, so since you are an Insecticon fan and you do, do like Bombshell, I have to ask the, the age old question that's just debated everywhere. Do you believe that Bombshell was reconfigured into Cyclonus in the movie? Or was it Scourge? I think it's Scourge. Okay. Um, I know I know that... So I, I, I don't know where that, that question comes from, because I, I watched the movie, and I thought that it was clearly Scourge. But um, I, I don't know for sure. I, 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 I mean, personally, I agree with you. I feel like it's always been Scourge... Because, you know, the Insecticons had their, that ability to duplicate, and we see so many different Scourges, but we only see really one Cyclonus. So I always felt like uh, Bombshell became one of the Scourges. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I just have to ask a question. I know that's floating out in the internet, and since you are a Transformers fan, I thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I mean, that also plays into the fact that the, the insect. Each of the Insecticon body forms, there appear to be, in various aspects of the continuity, multiples of them. Because yeah. the Insecticons are the swarm, right? Like, they infest the lower levels of Cybertron, but not all of them are named characters, right? There, there's tons and tons of mindless ones. Yeah. So that would make sense to me that an Insecticon would become one of the, um, uh, uh, one of the... Not not Cyclonus, you know, the, the name. Scourge, yeah. Right. One of the one of the Scourge, yeah. Yeah. Because there was always multiple Scourges running around, they all, and they were all called Scourge. Yeah. So, that's just the thought of the day, I guess. Hens are your sweeps. Yes. Um, I mean, that, that begs another question, which maybe you've thought about it, maybe you haven't. Would we ever see a Unicron? Would we ever see a Unicron is a fantastic question that we talk about in the office all the time. Okay. I was going to say, ever is a big word. It is. And he's a big transformer. Yeah. Ever is a big word. So, I, I will say this. We want to make sure Unicron was done right. And there's a sense of physical scale that we'd want to achieve. And I know, I know, I know a lot of people have joked about things like, well, what if he was like a table-sized playmat? Wow! Yeah, and that's that's fans on fans on the internet, and you know, I'm not I'm, I'm really really upfront. I'm not I'm not like hiding anything here. There's no Unicron product in the mix right now, uh, but it is something we talk about pretty actively because it would be really neat. It would be really really cool. Um, how we would manage his star cost is also something that we talk about, and so we've been bandying about a ton of different ideas. Maybe he's a special format entirely unto himself, where you get, you know, one player gets to play him, and you know, the player gets to play a hundred points worth of characters. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, so I, the answer is, I would love to see that happen. Um, it is a challenging, challenging character to make into a TCG product and and honor him that character correctly. So, yeah, no, I, I would have to agree because I mean, 
you have the Metroplex card, and he's like almost the full-size page, and he's a big guy. You would have to have a table playmat. I love that idea. Though. I'm not going to lie. Like Ever since you said that, I know you were joking, but... I know so that's a planet sounds... on one side, you flip the mat over and he's a giant robot. Well yeah, and you, and could you go roll lengthwise. Yeah. Like you could roll it easily enough for storage, like And you just put everyone else's cards on it and they're just floating in space attacking him? Yeah. Dude. Okay. Well maybe we gave him an idea. I don't know. That don't would know. be cool. I mean it's just oh that that'd be a lot of fun, you know, because even looking at other games where you think, okay, well this is They've they've reached the extension the, the 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 limits of their meta like there's nowhere they can go. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that pops to mind is Star Trek Armada or Star Wars Armada. Okay. And they just barely released the Super Star Destroyer, which is like what two feet long. Yeah. It's the largest and it's just it, it just goes to show you like you can always branch out even with the 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 new uh, and now the name just escaped me the new Plex uh, release that they just did like I didn't think that they could make cards that big. But there he oh, is. The Metroplex, he's, yeah. The Metroplex. Like, yeah. he's this, just the enormity of the card. And when the first wave came out, I wouldn't have thought that that size of card would have worked. I would have thought it's too bulky, it's too big, it's not worth it. But seeing it played, yeah. it's beautiful, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the ability for the Transformers trading card game, because it doesn't shuffle the characters into the deck at any point, to play with the physical nature of what it means to be a card object. That at like the hinged nature of the the combiners, um, and we've we've said the triple changers are in the set, but we haven't shown who they are yet in Rise of the Combiners. But there's a couple of triple cha triple changers. Um, the hinged nature of the card, all of these things really excite me as someone who makes games because they give us flexibility, and they and that flexibility allows us to honor the character and really make the character in a way that just feels right. Like, Metroplex being bigger than the other characters feels right. Yeah. yeah. Now we need Omega Supreme or Trypticon or... Yeah, anyways. But tri Triple Changers. Hmm. I'm excited about that because I want an Astro Train, Blitzwing, Springer. Um, you got to have Astro Train. I mean, that's just cool. I support you in this desire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad that you, you, you are in support of this. There's a couple of them in the set. Um, we haven't shown who they are yet, um, uh, but they are also hinged cards, so that they can have all three of their modes. Okay. And you, you can actively flip back and forth between any of the modes, which is nice. Really, really kind of a level of flexibility that's interesting in the game. No, I, I love how, as you bring these new characters out, the mechanics are tweaking a little bit for their special abilities. And, but it's not taking too much away from the core rules. The core rules are still as simple as they are. You just have a little extra things you can do here and there just for those cards. It's not like, well, okay, wave two's out. Here's a new rule set. Right. Exactly. Like the, the, the one, the one, the only real change to the core rules in Rise of the Combiners is that you can net when on March first when it releases, you'll be able to um, use your one flip per turn to or one character conversion per turn to convert a character who's already in your KO area. Nice. Nice. Uh, but the, the, because the rule system is pretty streamlined, uh, we, we, there's not a lot of baggage for us to have to undo. And that's the thing, what, one of the things like, when, you, when a game's been out for, I don't know, a couple of years, sometimes you'll have these great ideas and be like, oh, well, we can't do that because of this rule. And that's, 
you know, since we're at the early phase of the game and we've been thinking pretty far ahead in the future, uh, this this sort of uh, streamlined core rule set uh, is really a skeleton that we can hang other mechanics off of without having to change that fundamental skeleton. Very nice. Well, folks, you've, you've heard it here. The combiners are coming. Triple changers are coming. You don't know who yet, but they, are, they will be in this set. We definitely know there are several combiners in here. We know Bruticus isn't in it, so that's okay. We'll survive. He'll show up later. <laughs> but if you're going to go hunt for him, at least you know you don't need to, uh, like okay, me. Though, it sounds like there's plenty of others to hunt for. There are which plenty of others, yet. definitely. Uh, definitely sounds like Volcanicus is in there. Um, uh, as well as the aerial bots. Uh, so go check out Wizards' webpage uh, for the Transform Trading Card Game. Uh, you'll see which ones are available at this time. And for those of you that have not jumped in to the craziness, or, well, let me roll back that, the awesomeness that is the Transformer Trading Card Game, you must do this, especially if you're a Transformer fan. The artwork is fantastic, the rules are simple, and it's just so much fun. It's a good insanity to be a part of. Yes. Yeah, it can, it can absolutely be crazy good. Yes. Um, and my pile of Transformer cards continues to grow. And that's okay because it's so much fun. And Scott's apparently going to just take over all my doubles. Doesn't bother me one bit. No, no. So, uh, Drew, thank you again so much for coming on the show and talking about Transformers. Uh, honestly, if it wasn't for time tables and schedules, I could just sit here all day and talk to you about Transformers. I was so happy that you invited me back onto the show. So, yep, you're always welcome. We'd love to have you back uh, when the next wave comes out. Um, and f seriously, listeners, go out, pick up this game. Make this last forever because, one, I want to buy more Transformers. Uh, two, you want to buy more Transformers. And three, it's a fun game. Come on. And how exciting is it to go into the store and see Transformers on the shelves? Yes. Like, it's just... And not the old, not the new stuff, but the classic. Oh, games. yeah. Like, yeah. It's, And the more like Transformer it. stuff you buy, the more stuff they're going to release. It's just that cool. Yeah. Um, so, with that said, uh, check out Wizards' uh, page. Check them out their social media pages. It's really easy to find. And, as always, tune in. We'll have more news as more uh, waves come out. And we'll catch you next time. We're Bye, everybody. Bye.